Booming out in South Gwinnett like Lou Will, six men like Lou Will, two girls and they get along like I'm Lou Will, I just got the new deal, I'm the Matrix and I just took the blue pill, oh here goes, and welcome to the 94th episode of Throwback Hoops, Woody V is in the house and as always I'm joined by my main man Robbie Clayton, what's up Robbie? What's up, bro? Good to have you back. I'm um, rapping for a second week in a row, and I know it's obviously um, yeah, based on the jersey you're wearing today. Um, thoughts of Magic City, right, when I hear the name Lou, Lou Will? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, as, as always, uh, you know, follow the show on YouTube and, and uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that, that verse I just dropped from Drake um, in a minute, because I am actually wearing the Lou Will jersey today, Robbie, so uh, we'll get into that in a minute. So, um, without further ado, let's let's get into it, shall we? What are we we got an Atlanta Hawks theme a little bit today, do we? Sounds good. Yeah. Well, I know we're going to talk a little bit about the City Edition jerseys on this episode, so I thought um, it's a good time to rock the last two years worth of City Edition for the Hawks. So I'm not going to do the full spiel on the on the players this um, this time. I don't, normally don't do that with the current sort of players, but you can see hanging behind me is the the two years ago 21-22 City Edition Trey Young jersey. Got to say, Woods really like that one. I like a good yellow jersey. Um, it took me ages to find that one, actually. They seem to have sold out really quickly. So big fan of that one there. Um, and, yeah, slightly more obscure player than I'm rocking for last year's City Edition. So I'll just stand up and show you this one. Um, you can tell me what you, you think of this style of jersey. For sure. For those who can't see, Robbie's wearing the Atlanta City Edition AJ Griffin jersey. Last year's, so, yeah. I'm going to say, I've had this jersey sitting behind me today, and every time I've seen it, like, you know what? I really like that jersey. Um, I like the colours, obviously, the peach tree sort of style, you know, based on, on Atlanta there, the peach tree uh, state. Um, yeah, I'm liking that. The, the font of the number, a little bit strange. Now you reckon? The 14 is a little bit of a strange font, but um, I do like this one. Um, yeah, a little bit on AJ Griffin, though, Woods. Um, you know, he's someone that I really enjoyed watching last year. I wanted to get a, a rookie jersey last year, and I got his one. Um, definitely a bit of a drop this year, right? Um, he averaged eight and a half points last year, only averaging 3.4 points a game this year. Um, his minutes are way down as well. So he had a DMP CD in that last game on the weekend. Um, I don't think he's played more than 12 minutes in a game all season. He pretty much just comes on and jacks a few threes now, and that's it. So, yeah, obviously the depth of our team, uh, the Hawks, it's probably going to uh, mean that he's not going to get the minutes that he probably hoped for. But, you know, it's a long season in the NBA, isn't it, Woods? We know if someone gets an injury, it's a next-man-up mentality, and he's certainly someone that could step in. Um, I like what he's got, though. He's only 20 years of age, um, you know, product out of Duke there. We know his dad's coaching the Bucks. Um we're going to talk a little bit about the Bucks later in the show as well, Adrian Griffin. Um, but yeah, just sort of sort of um, rock these ones there, and um, yeah, I'll be interested to. I will get a Hawk City edition jersey this year. Just not sure of what player yet, but um, add to the collection, right? Yeah, I do like that one, man. So, mm. uh, so just for our, our listeners, remind us again. That's obviously last year's one. Yeah, the tries the year before, year so before. yeah, so this is the last two years worth, yeah, so since they've really started doing them, I missed out on, I think I might have had one about four years ago, and I missed out on the one, um, I forget even what it said now, it was a bit of a random one they had three years ago that I didn't buy, which is unlike me, but yeah. And what about yourself there, you're rocking the all in red today, matching headphones, Lou Will, sure. show it off for us, bro. For sure. So Woods are standing up, rocking the Lou Will. Mitchell and Ness with the matching shorts. I like that. He's got the full outfit on. Jeez. Even the shorts, Woods. You normally don't go to that much trouble, right? No, no, I, did. I thought I would today. And uh, you know what? Uh, shout out, shout out to uh, 
Uh, the High Rollers, our basketball team, who actually got me this jersey for my 40th birthday, as well as this hat, and also a, a special Hawks jersey with my name on the back and the number 40 to signify me turning 40. So to all my teammates listening to this, thank you guys so much. It was such a thoughtful gift, right? Hey, what's just to check? It's not a Marco Bellinelli Hawks jersey, is it? It's definitely Lou Williams, that one, right? <laughs> it's yep. definitely Lou they, they rock the same number. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, that's a nice one, though. Yeah, so just a little bit about Lou Williams. He is just one of the greatest sixth man of all time. You know, just coming off the bench and able to, you know, without even <laughs> without even uh, warming up, just just get it going straight away, right? So he was a, a three-time NBA sixth man of the year, actually, in 2015, 18, and 19. Um, he's now age 37. Um, he was the 45th overall pick in the second round of the 2005 NBA draft. His high school was South Gwinnett. You would have heard me just say uh, drop the Gwinnett in that, that rap verse from Drake, which was uh, actually a song called Six Man, which is a shout-out to, to Lou Williams. Anyway, Lou Williams was a, was a combo guard, let's say point guard, shooting guard, wore the numbers 23, 3, 12, and 6, as you would know, Robbie. Um, and he, his career was uh, with, started with Philadelphia in those early days, 2005, then moved to Atlanta, Toronto, the Lakers, the Rockets, the Clippers, and then finished off just last year at, at, at the Atlanta Hawks. So I know he's a big, big favorite of yours, yeah? yeah. Well, if you remember rightly, Woods, I did a, a double Lou Will jersey in an early episode. I rocked his um, Philadelphia 23 and then a, a Hawks number three as well. Um, so, yeah, someone I absolutely loved the win away, uh, the way he went about there. Um, such a smooth player there. Um, it's funny, I think if he wanted to really fight hard and try and get a spot at the end of a bench, you know, the last couple of seasons, he potentially could have. But I think he was happy just to, you know, fade away. You know, he's, he's done what he's, he likes to do. He was actually on Trey Young's podcast um, recently. I'm not sure if you heard that. It was actually a really good podcast hearing those two talk about it and obviously they've both got a lot of respect for each other. Um, I mentioned Magic City as well, Woods. Are the rumours true that you're planning on, on going there next year to try some of the Lou Will um, chicken wings or is that just a rumour at this stage? <laughs> uh, you know that place uh, doubles up not only as a, as a place where you can eat but uh, also get some adult entertainment if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I hadn't realised that. I just thought it was a food place. Oh, right. Yeah. We'll see what Rachel says, right? Maybe we'll just go and get some wings, right? Sure. Yeah, just, just <laughs> some wings. Just some wings. We're there, we got to go, right? Oh, we have to, right? We have to. Yeah. I'll wear this jersey there. Yeah, right? you might get it for free. Lose a few because, you know, it's, it's <laughs> my gut showing this one. So, yeah, just quickly, um, so I can, like, delve into that a little bit further. He was the subject of the song by the Canadian rapper Drake I just spoke about. It was called The Six Man, Robbie. Mm. Drake's mixtape, if you're reading this, it's too late. It's too late. Drake referenced Williams' role, not only the six man for the Raptors, but his two girlfriends, which he had at the same time, mm -hmm. right? Um, so he was a character on and off the court, wasn't he? He was, and these are probably some of the reasons why he decided not to come back, right? He had a, a lot of um, off-court activities going on already, so um, he actually told a good story on that podcast with Trey, you know, about that time when he did leave the bubble there and um, how there was all the controversy there. It was quite an interesting, um, I think he met up with um, rapper Jack Harlan there at Magic City, and apparently he actually did have clearance to go there, which was a little bit strange, but then, um, yeah, all things sort of ended up getting thrown under the bus a little bit, but yeah, quite an interesting sort of story and a look back on that time in the bubble as well. He's saying at the time he'd been there 80 days in a row, and he, uh, you know, a friend had passed away, and he had to go to the memorial, and they they basically went to Magic City for, for like one or two drinks after that. So yeah, quite interesting to hear him talk about that. And yeah, certainly a player I love watching, right? Yeah, for sure. And he actually did get clearance from the NBA to attend a funeral viewing for Paul G. Williams, the father of a family friend, right? Mm. Um, so that that was that incident you speak of, right? In twenty twenty, I think it was, right? If yeah. Mistaken. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, great. Nice. Nice to have the Atlanta Hawks team today, man. Um, Good thing. Yep. 
So let's get into it. I know you did mention the city jerseys, right? So I'm just going to bring them up and let's maybe just go through and uh, give our picks, you know, the ones that we sort of like and we don't like. So I don't know if you can see yeah. that. Yeah, and we did this as well last year, right, Woods, and a lot of people sort of enjoyed sort of seeing the, the feedback. And it's interesting, I've got number 14 for the Hawks one, so maybe I have to get the, the 14 again there. Um, right, do you want me to get into it, my thoughts? Give me the two that you like to start off with, yeah? Mate, probably apart from yourself, no one really likes jerseys as much as I do, right? Um, last year I really enjoyed them. That You know, I had to pick a few that I liked and it was quite hard. This year it always seems like the opposite. Um, I know we sort of, you know, you set a task, pick two I like, pick I don't. Two I don't like. I've got to say, on a whole, these are pretty awful woods. Um, there's just some of them. There doesn't seem to be a lot of effort that have gone into these. I think it's definitely a step down on last year's ones. Um, you know, there's some odd team nicknames and colours and sort of weird fonts and stuff like that. That sort of seems to be the first thing I think of. Um, you know, just looking at some of these now, that, you know, Chicago, you know, written the way it's written on that one's strange. And then you get some of these other ones, like, you know, the City of Brotherly Love on the Philly one. You can pretty much only read Brotherly there, which is a bit strange. Um, the Denver Nuggets, 5280. Like, seriously, what? the heck is that how many people had to actually look up what that actually means so that's exactly so do i so that's like the altitude in, in denver right so um well if i start off with two i don't like them would so denver's one of them i mean come on five two eight zero that's just unless they want people just to google to find that out um the colors aren't amazing on that one as well so that's a that's a don't like for me definitely um the other one I don't like, um, look, some people might say I hate on the Heat a little bit on this show, Woods. I actually used to love the Miami Heat teams. I'm not such a big fan now, but not a big fan of this Heat culture business and, and the, the, that jersey there. I don't mind the colours, but just culture, I think, is a bit wanky, if I'm being completely honest. Um, so they'd be the two that I don't like. Um, also, before I get into the two I do like, um, I'm giving three a fail, Woods. So just an, an F in a grade for that, right? So New York, just like, come on, put some effort in. It looks like a normal jersey with a blurry New York font, so that's a fail for me. Um, another fail is Memphis. That just looks really plain, that one. Just a, do a dodgy looking font there, and I'm not a fan of that one at all. Um, and pretty much the same with the Clippers. I just don't feel like the Clippers one, they've put a lot of effort in. Um, I guess a couple of honourable mentions before I mention my, my two favourite ones there. Um, I don't mind the New Orleans one. Um, I saw them rocking that one against the Hawks on the weekend. It doesn't look amazing in that picture there, but when you see it on the court, it, it pops. The colours look pretty good there. So that's kind of an honourable mention for me there. Um, and look, Homer hat on. I don't mind the Hawks one. Um, I must admit, the lower case is a little bit strange. It kind of reminds me of the alt key on a keyboard, even though it's ATL and not ALT, you know, the alt button on a keyboard there. A little bit strange, but I sort of like the history. That's the colours they first, you know, had when they came over from St. Louis there. So I don't mind those colours. Um, the Hawks haven't worn that one yet, but I think that probably will look pretty good um, in the flesh. So that's honourable mentions, but... Look, you told me to pick two I like. It was a hard, a really hard task. Um, there's one absolute standout for me. So I know I don't know who you've picked. I'd be interested to see if this is one of you two you like. So Sacramento is the, is the absolute best one for me there. Really like that one. It's a bit of a flashback to those old school jerseys they had, you know, prior to them going to Sacramento. Sacramento, maybe the Rochester Kings or something, I think, off the top of my head. Just like the colours on that one. Um, yeah, the, the font's a little bit strange, but I think that one looks good. So that's probably my favourite one there. Um, Finding a second favourite one was hard, but I don't mind the Lakers one. So I'm going to say the Lakers one. Um, you know, it's a busy sort of jersey with the, you know, the, the Los Angeles and everything else like that. But, you know, it fills up the jersey a bit more than, say, the Indy one does. You know, two, two from the left from it there. But the Lakers one. Um, so I guess just to repack, recap, the two I like, Sacramento and Lakers. Honourable mentions there were Atlanta, um, 
who else did I say now? Um, well, Atlanta is definitely one of the honourable mentions, and New Orleans as well. Um, and the two that I just I don't like at all are Denver and Miami, and then also the Fails and New York, Memphis, and the Clippers. So that was a hard task finding two from them. A little bit disappointing on a whole, I've got to say, Woods. Um, yeah, what were your thoughts on those well, ones? I did ask you to start with the ones you like, but you finished with the ones you like. So I'll well, take- I just started rambling. I sort of got them up there. I started getting all passionate again and everything like that. So that's 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 my whole whole take on those. Yeah, look, for me, I like those bottom four. I mean, I, I thought San Antonio and Toronto down the bottom were really nice, right? I didn't mind them at all. And, and those, mm-hmm. those four in a row right there, King, San Antonio, Toronto, and Utah, they're, they're okay, you know? Um, San Antonio, yeah, I'll pay that one. Yeah, I don't mind that. nice, man. I like the white, you know? I'll mm-hmm. get one of those, right? And yeah. uh, San Antonio have got very plain jerseys in general. So that one's a little bit different with the orange and... I don't, I don't mind it, right? Mm. Um, and the ones I didn't really like are Atlanta and, and the Nets, man. I don't know. I just thought the, the ATL and the small fonts, I, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of it. I mean, the color, you like the colors at least, the Atlanta one? The colors are okay. I'm just not a fan of the font there, right? Um, and what about, before you give the rest, what, what do you think of some of the like, nicknames, you know, like the Valley and Brotherly Love and Heat Culture and all these sort of ones and Buzz City? Are you a fan of these sort of things? Or? Not at all. I'm, not no. a fan of, I'm pretty much not a fan of many of these jerseys, man. Yeah, yeah, fair, yeah. But, yeah. Um, I didn't mind the Buzz City one. That's Charlotte, I presume, right? Yeah, it seems similar to ones I've had in the past. But yeah, I'll give it. I like it. You said the Utah one. I mean, it seems like a very similar one to the, like they've had in the past. But I agree, it looks okay. Um, it's okay yeah. yeah, it's a bit like the New York one as well, right? But at least you can't go wrong with it, you know. Like mm. New York one's just like one of these to have in back in the day, right? Like, just with a blurry font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if you you can get them at an NBA store. Now, if you if you want to order them, uh, are you thinking of you're thinking of getting an Atlanta one this year? Yeah. I'm definitely going to get an Atlanta one to keep up the tradition. I think we we spoke about it um, earlier today. I'm not sure who to get. I feel like um, I don't have many current Hawk jerseys. I've got a got quite a few trays. I've got an Akongu and I've got this AJ Griffin. But I need to step up and maybe get a Bogey or a I don't know. You know how much I love Jalen Johnson, so he's definitely one that I'm looking at getting soon. I'm loving the way he's playing this year. Or Patty Mills is definitely one I'd consider there. Um, and also, I was half looking at a Nas Reed Minnesota one of these because you know my, my little bit my man crush on Nas Reed I'm, I'm not sure about those jerseys with kind of the, the snow sort of wintery mountain top there so I'm not sure if it'll be that one but yeah what about yourself are you going to grab one or? yeah maybe a San Antonio one if I'm going to get one you know a Wemby one that would be nice. yeah Wemby would be a good jersey to get wouldn't it rather than just that standard one that we've probably got five each of the standard black or white ones yeah good call good call alright so while we're on the topic of uh, you know colours and things like that the NBA in season tournament started Firstly, a couple of things. What are your thoughts on the tournament? Is there any significance to it? Are people actually following it? Are you following it? And what do you think of these colourful courts? Well, so I try and be a positive person in life, right? That's kind of the way I've tried to reinvent myself over these last few years, and it seems to be going well for me. But, yeah, I'm not sure about this whole in-season tournament. You know, I watched a little bit on the weekend. Felt like I needed to get some sunglasses out to watch some of the games. I mean, that Chicago Bulls court was, was bright red was really hurting my eyes there. Um... I, yeah, I've had to look up a few times exactly what it entails there. I know Hawks have got their first one, I think, in a couple of days there. And you can see why they're trying to do it. They're trying to change the colours and, and just let people know, okay, this isn't a normal round game there. But I think it, it feels like business as usual, right, for, for casual fans like us. You know, it still counts as normal um, standings there. It still counts as normal, you know, for our fantasy teams there. So not a whole lot changes there, right? So I don't know. Um, I, I do like the ad. Have you seen the ad that they've had on, on NBA with, like, the full one? 
one where they're in Vegas, like the um, the uh, Ocean's Eleven type one. That actually cracked me up when Draymond came in as a delivery guy, and you know the one I mean, Trey's on it. It's that I'll pay that one. I like that ad, but yeah, I can't get too like enthused about it. And like you know, honestly, say Hawks were to you know make the final in Vegas next month or something, it wouldn't really bother me whether they won or lost because it is just a another regular season game essentially. But yeah, you sort of thinking the same or? Robbie, for our audience who's not 100% sure how it works, I know you've done a little bit of research and stuff. How many games did they play? How does it work? Who plays the ball? Yeah, so they've put, so obviously 30 teams, they've put them into groups of uh, five, I think, right? So, um, no, groups of, groups of six with five teams each. Yep. Um, and, yeah, you basically play all those teams like in pool games, still counts as your regular season games, and then they eventually go through to a finals thing. But you still essentially, so that the final will be a one extra game, and I think that game there won't count in standings or in fantasy and stuff like that but essentially um, they'll keep playing as well so let's use the Hawks for an example because we're talking about them so say they don't make it through the group stages there they'll still play like some consolation games against those teams in the group there just to continue those games there so apparently a lot of the uh, well all the stadiums have got their um, home courts on standby for the first I think week in December there so because they're not sure if they're going to be hosting any more games so that's a bit of a bummer for some of the teams probably turning away some potential business there because they don't know what will be happening there but that's probably as much as my, my research sort of showed me there but yeah again like it's I don't know I can see why they're doing it they're trying to sort of do some different things to shake it up but I'm not sure it entirely works I mean could they maybe scrap the pre-season next year and try this as a pre-season thing and give you know some of these more unheralded guys more opportunities and yeah. you know do something like that maybe I don't know a bit like the NBL Blitz now tell me how do you qualify for that final um, well, I think it just goes down on like head-to-head record and everything else like that, right? So um, I think it's going to be a semi. So I think if there's six pools there, I think there'll be, yeah, maybe the two that come out of it and they go from basically 12 to, yeah, that's about as much as my research shows. So I probably need to do a bit more. As you can see, I haven't been too up on it sort of thing. But like I said, for me, it feels like business as usual. It still counts as a win or loss in the standing for you know the team that I love and support. And it still gives me the stats of my fantasy team. So it doesn't change a whole lot there, right? Me too, and I've just mm. been following it like a regular season game, right? So, Did you get sunglasses out when you put on the, the games on the weekend? I had to look twice when the first game was on. I was like, is that just some graphics from ESPN there? Oh, it's <laughs> actually what the court looks like. So, mm. um, I don't know if it's going to catch on, right? Um, it'll be nice to get our, the thoughts from our viewers and, uh, and yeah. our listeners. Right in, what do you think about this? Um, you Good know, call. Uh, In-season tournament. Okay, let's move on. I want to talk a little bit about the box, right? Now, the box... Mm. I want to talk about their defensive struggles a little bit. I know they had a little bit of a trade-off. We're going to get rid of Drew Holiday and we're going to, uh, you know, uh, you know, get Dame Lillard to come in here and partner Giannis, right? Yeah. They've been giving up a lot of points, right? And they, they, mm. they put their back on the, the two great rim protectors in Giannis and Brooke Lopez. I mean, yeah. Toronto put 130 points, I think, on them the other day. And they shot 19 from 21 from the painted area. So... What's going on there? I mean, Chris Middleton's obviously was a great defender previously, and you could rely on him. He's obviously on a minutes restriction and and isn't full at full health. But it's they've really taken a hit on that end of the floor. Mm, no, they have. I mean, firstly, obviously, a new coach coming in, first time head coach in Adrian Griffin, um, father of AJ here. So I think he's finding that the head coaching you know game in the NBA is quite a difficult one there. So I think probably he's making some adjustments there. Um, look, I guess I'll start off with the interior players first. So we saw Brook Lopez got um, eight block shots against the Knicks on that game on the weekend. I think prior to that, he'd only had three or four the whole season. So he certainly hadn't been protecting the rim like he normally would. Um, Giannis is obviously a great defender there. Maybe gets a little bit too much credit. I think he might 
opinion. He's certainly an above-average defender. Um, but look, the big hit there is their perimeter defenders. Um, they've lost Drew Holiday and replaced him with Dame, Dame Lillard. Um, I watched that game really closely against the Knicks. I think I might have messaged on our group chat. His defense was outrageously bad, Woods. I'm telling you. Like, it was so bad. Jalen Brunson just had his way with him the whole time. And it felt like Dame wasn't even trying it sometimes there. And that's, again, you know, you're playing this 82-game season. You see players taking, you know, not only... Um, not only plays off, they're taking games off at times at, at certain ends of the court there, but that was pretty alarming for me. He just didn't even, he couldn't be bothered doing anything basically to try and stop Jalen Brunson. It was more just, you know, yes, he did get some, some points himself in that game there, but it's, you know, it's a game that's played at both ends there. Um, you're right about Chris. Mm. Brunson yep. put a 40 piece on him, 45, I think. He right? did, just dominated him too. Dominated. And Dane got the headlines, obviously, because they came back and he scored well in the fourth quarter. But you're definitely right about Chris Middleton, yep. though. His defense has really slowed down. Everything is slowed down for him, right? Like his speed, his ability to score. He was a great one on one offensive player before. That seems to have gone out the window. So, yeah, look, it's. I wouldn't say it's alarm bells yet for the Bucks, but yeah, you're right. Giving up some of these points totals for a team that you know is expected to be so good defensively is a bit of a worry. Um, so they've got to yeah, they've got to turn things around. One thirty, yeah, thirty from the Raptors, one twenty-seven from our Hawks. They're sitting at three and two. Actually, you made a really good point there. There was a lot of criticism for Coach Bud last year, right? But he was mm. a defensive-minded coach, a yeah. really good coach on the defensive end, right? And AJ Griffin coming into his first head coaching position. Adrian Griffin, yeah. Oh, sorry, Adrian Griffin. My yeah, no. it's gonna it's gonna be a transition as well, right? Well, former like he was a really good defender himself, wasn't he? When he played in the league, a lot of viewers will remember his time with the Bulls amongst a few other teams, and he was a bit of a, a hard nose, you know, defensive-minded player there. So, look, it's probably just trying to get that new scheme there. I know they've had a, a bit of a, a shake-up in the coaching staff there, um, but yeah, like you're right, they've got to turn things around quickly, right? Because you know they can't always outscore teams there. They you know they've got some firepower for sure and guys, you know, that, that big three in Damon and Giannis, but they need to turn things around, absolutely. Yep, yep, and we'll see. It's early days yet, so we'll see how it plays, plays out. Let's give them some time and, and, and see see where this where this goes with, with them, right? Mm. Still, I, 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 I like what they've done this year with their team, right? Yeah, Okay, yep. let's move on. Let's talk about the Spurs. Wemby had his breakout game the other mm. day, 38, 38 piece, I think, against yep. Phoenix. Was 38, yeah, points, yeah, yep. Um, the Spurs actually look decent, man. Can they, can they be decent this year? Can they potentially, you know, look at getting into a play-in spot or even qualifying for the playoffs? It's funny for me. They've always been a team, especially the last few years, that I just have not bothered watching on League Pass. I find you know, their style's a little bit vanilla, a little bit boring there. But every time I see the Spurs on there, are on there, I can't wait to watch them. Um, got quite a few players on their fantasy teams. I've got Jones. Um, Zach Collins is having a breakout season this year. He's playing really well. Hasn't got a lot of attention there, but he put up huge numbers again um, today. So he's a chance of most improved player in this small sample size. But, yeah, in terms of Webby, um, he's really found his stride these last few games. Um, you know, He's hitting the three a bit more regularly. I think he might have blocked double-figure shots maybe in his last you know two games or so. Um, and for him as well, it's the shots, shots that he changes as well, right? So he's like people are not going in into the you know driving to the basket when he's there. He's a very smart player. He runs a pretty good screen and roll there. He can sort of catch it in the air and at all different angles and put the ball in. So no, he's must-watch. Um, I sent you that picture yesterday of him standing next to Kevin Durant. It was just outrageous that picture. I mean, it's like it, you could see how big the guy is, like how much taller than Kato, who's we know is you know six. 11 slash 7 foot there so in terms of how far they can go 
Look, I think the playoffs are still a stretch. The West is still going to be really competitive there. Um, there's probably going to have to be a couple of teams that drop off that maybe we don't expect there. So I'm not sure who they'd be yet. So I'm still not going to say they go and challenge for the playoffs or the play-in, but maybe I could revise their win total a little bit. So I think I'm, I might have had them going in the overs, but potentially they could win, you know, up to 35 games. I would have thought if he keeps playing like this. It, it depends on, on Doc Emmett Brown's coaching, you know, whether he's going to, you know, try and sit him down. And, and But I like the, you know, I like the job he's doing so far. I I love that Wemby cares so much as well, Woods. Have you seen what he's like after a win or a loss there? He takes those losses really hard, and he's really pumped up after a win. So great to see that. And um, he's going a little bit better than that rookie in Portland as well, who's shooting 9% nine, 9 on the three-point line, I should add. So, yeah, yeah. He's injured now, Stuart. Yeah, just mm. quickly, he stats um, uh, Wemby's 20.5 points a game, shooting 49% from the field, 31% from three-point land, 8.2 rebounds, 1.2 steals, and 2.7 blocks per game. Those are pretty impressive numbers. Would you say he's a, would you say he's a lock for the All-Star game? I know it's hard for rookies to get voted in, right? So not a lock at the stage. What if the, the fans... I mean, the fans can't vote him in completely like it did back in the, in the day, right? But... Starting line. Yeah. Possible. If you put up numbers like this, he, he should definitely make it. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see it. Yeah, I mean, hit that rookie wall, you know? Mm, that's it. And will his body hold up, you know? It's a, it's a long oh, season against oh, some oh, physical oh, dudes, oh. yeah. All of those factors. Um, oh, but just quietly, I got offered Marcus Smart for Trey Jones in one of our leagues. Would you take that trade? I mean, Trey Jones could eventually be starting, right? If that Sohan experiment um, fails at point guard there, that, you know, um, Trey Jones could be playing a few more minutes there. So, yeah. And when Moran comes back as well in like 20 games, you know, it's gonna, Marcus Smart's going to take hits. So I'd, I, I, you'd hold on to Trey Jones is what you're saying. Possibly me. would, yeah. Marcus, um, yeah, John Moran will come back with a bang though as well, Woods, if you know what I mean. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about your guy, Julius Randle, right? Do we have to? We have to, right? All right, all I'm right. I'm going to put a stat out to you right here. Through the first five games of an NBA regular season, he is shooting worse than anyone has since our boy Jimmy Jackson did in 2000. So we're talking 23 years since mm. someone has had such a poor shooting start to this season. I'm just going to bring up some of his stats. You can speak on it while I'm doing that. Um, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. I've got to say, it's been pretty disappointing. Um, I know you've got him in one fantasy team. I've got him in another there. But, yeah, averaging 13.7 points. Um, he's yet to score over 20 points, which is an absolute shock. The guy averaged 25.1 points a game last year. Um, four years in a row before that, he'd also averaged over 20. So he's in a massive slump. I mean, he's had times where his field goal percentage has been a little bit low. But, yeah, shooting 27% from the floor. Um, this seems to me, Woods, like a classic case of a guy that's just fallen in love with the three-point shot too much. Um, so I'm going to talk you through his total three-point attempts. This is a bit of a shock, right? So, yeah. So he played one He played one game in the first season and got injured, so he won't count that. But since then, right? So um, so with the Lakers, it was 36, then 63, then 45. Um, then he got traded to the Pelicans, or free agent of the Pelicans, 195, 231 with the Knicks, and then 389, 390. Can you see how many he took last year? 636. So that's over eight attempts a game. So eight attempts from your big inside bruising sort of power forward so I really think he's probably fallen in love with the three a little bit too much and he needs to just see the ball go in the basket he's a big physical guy right he's a left hander which is always an advantage down low because guys don't seem to recognize that so I like to see him get to the basket a bit more but geez it's a big drop off isn't it you know he's been all NBA two of the last three years as well so it's a really big slump there I know He's probably not the most popular player in New York as well, so they're probably not enjoying that. The Knicks faithful there. But what are your thoughts? What do you think he needs to do to turn around? 27.1% from the field and 22% from the three-point land, right? 
Mm. I mean, he's just got to take better shots. You know, he's got to be more selective about what he's doing. Get get on the rim. Put some heat on the rim, as you said. You know, get to yep. the free throw line. See if you go down that way, right? Um, because New York are going to need him. You know, they really are going to need him if they're going to make a push um, this year, right? And yeah, you, you look at the stats that he put up last year. I know he had a great year last year. Forty-five point nine percent from the field, thirty-five percent from the three point from three-point territory, right? Mm. So I mean, these are historically bad numbers. Um, yeah, really bad. I mean, look, the Knicks are, are lucky they've got Jalen Bronson at the moment, right, because he's really keeping him in some of these games. Look, I'm confident he'll turn around. I don't think the guy could have dropped off that much. I mean, what are we talking? The guy's um, 28, so he still should be in the absolute prime of his career. Had some early injuries, and he, you know, in his career, he seems like he's been healthy for a decent while now. So I've got confidence he'll turn around, but, yeah, geez, it's pretty hard to watch at the moment. Yep, yep. Um... Let's see how it plays out. I drafted him in fantasy this year, hoping that he'd do good for me. Yeah, well, I was also annoyed you picked him over me. I think I cursed you when it happened, but I'm actually happy about that at the moment. <laughs> awesome. Well, the NBA NBA has been really fun. I'm looking forward to, to see how these storylines play out over the coming... Hey, one quick thing, Woods. We should have a quick mention about Hawks, though, right? So yeah. I think at this time of recording last week, we just won our first game after losing the first two. So Hawks have won four in a row now. Um, I watched that whole game um, with Ems on the weekend against the Pelicans. They were really impressive there, really impressive second half. And again, the depth of this team. I keep mentioning Jalen Johnson. You know, put the Hawks League Pass on because you're never going to see him on ESPN. Watch what this guy's doing now. He's putting up highlight real plays. Seems to score over 20 nearly every game. Um, yeah, really liking what they're doing there. I know they've got a bit of a they've got a game in Mexico, I think, this week. Um, I saw there's no games one of the days as well. So I should say, I always like to say as well, the time of recording is Monday the 6th of November. Uh, but yeah, the Hawks play, I think, tomorrow against OKC. So shout out to, to Stu from the Sports Blokes boys. Um, there's no games the next day, and then I think Hawks go to Mexico after that. So yeah, really enjoying the way they're playing this year. Um, DeJounte as well is just seems to have gone up a level there. So love the way that guy is just automatic from the mid-range, gets to the basket, hangs in the air, changes hands so yeah really liking what i'm saying so far yeah i think we're going to see a little bit of shift with all the analytics saying three pointers and at the rim right there are mm. guys who can be effective from the mid-range your chris paul's your Dejounte murray's there's yeah. still a place for it in today's game your DeRozans, you know um i don't think the mid-range is completely dead and yeah. someone like Dejounte is showing that okay um great great um i want to talk a little bit about the nbl okay let's, let's just do look it back let's just look back on the week that's the, the round that just has just passed it's not finished yet we got a big game today. Um, big game tonight. So about less than two hours at the time of recording now, of course, um, Perth playing. And I think the reason they're doing that, it is a public holiday for um, horse racing. Probably not my most, most um, favoured sport there. But, yeah, Melbourne, so they're doing that game tonight. Um, I believe it's a sellout, I think I heard. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess, yeah, so you want some thoughts on the on the round, right, so far? Yeah. Yeah, why don't you talk to, talk to us about your Wildcats? You've got a much-needed win to start off. Yeah, mate, I was ver- yeah. very happy with that. I spoke about my dissatisfaction last week. So, yeah, look, it's only one game, but it, it did feel a lot better um, against the 36ers there. And it was great to see Bryce Cotton really show what he's made of there. He came out, he seemed really fired up, didn't he? He was pumping up himself, pumping up the crowd there. So I like it when he plays with that kind of emotion. I like the shift as well that Coach really did putting Hiram Harris like in the it. starting lineup. Yeah, like so they benched it. Jordan Usher. Um, and the thing is, Usher came on and, and played really well off the well, bench so well traditionally the bench guys will come on and play against the other team's second unit so he's playing against some guys that you know are struggling a little bit to contain him i like the little shift they did there a lot less minute for the webster boys um lot less not sure how they're going to take that are they going to be sort of good you know teammates there and take that especially Corey webster he was he was barely sighted in that game i think he might have played eight or nine minutes there so it was good to see that um 
Uh, Michael Harris got benched a little bit. Saar got more minutes. So still no time for Ben Henschel. But I like that, you know, he did make some changes there. And I like that the Perth crowd got behind him as well. They came out in numbers for that game, really cheered loudly for the team and, and, and got him over the line. But look, again, it's a really tough ask going to, to play in Melbourne against United there. They are the absolute standout team of the competition. Some good matchups in this one, though, Woods. Um, looking forward to see guys like Saar and Huck Porty, the two um, next stars going against each other there. Um, you know, we'll see Golding and, and Cotton blaze away from outside, I'm sure. So looking forward to this this one later. Um, but yeah, in terms of, uh, I guess... Yeah, yeah, quickly, quickly. Yeah, yeah. That must be mm. nice to see Bryce Cotton find some form again. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, he was he was really good in that game. Like I said, just playing with all that, that passion and, you know, showing that he's, he's still got that, that game, right? You know, just a game-changing sort of player there. You know, he was getting three-point and one opportunities again and everything like that. So, no, it's, um, hopefully he continues it again. Um, look, in terms of the other games around, I mean, look, the Kings were good. Obviously, they got a 2-0 and weekend there. I know you'll talk a little bit about the game you watched yesterday. Well, I didn't think they were entirely convincing there. Um, I think I might have made a, a bold prediction last week that maybe um, the Hawks might have beaten the Kings. I couldn't have been any more... Um, off on that one there. Um, did, I, did I make that out loud? Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But um, yeah, the, the Kings dominated the, the freeway series game there. Um, look, Cairns were probably a little bit disappointing um, dropping their games there. Yeah, missing the, the little nuggety point guard there. Um, and the one for me I wanted to comment before you give your thoughts was New Zealand yesterday, Woods. I thought they were absolutely terrible down the stretch there. I don't know what Anthony Lamb was doing attempting to miss that free throw with, what, 12 seconds left in the game? I've never seen a player do that with such time left. Like, that's the thing do when there's like maybe three seconds left in the game, not 12 seconds, you know. He did get Ma- the ball back. He did get, the, he ball did get the ball back and then he blew a layup. Yeah, but that, that ruins what I said. But yeah, no, he totally did. Um, but geez, they missed some opportunities, did they? I thought the law firm was a little bit reckless with some of those plays near the end. He was jacking a few things up there. Um, but yeah, disappointing finish them. I can't imagine, you know, Modi would have been very pleased with them after the I game. There might have been some choice Modi words. I would have called Anthony Lamb to do that. I no, I agree. You, I bet you he had I agree. And, and you're right. If it came off and worked, it would have been, you know, two instead of that one that he potentially could have got there but no it just seemed a very strange move to do with so much time left and yeah your boy Bruce he got that lucky bounce on that shot but um, why don't you start there with me give us your thoughts what were your thoughts on going to your first um, live game for the season I was terrific I mean a good crowd in I was actually right under the rim there when Anthony right behind the rim there when Anthony Lamb did that so that was a great crowd it was an ugly game to watch even even in Illawarra we started really ugly in that first you know quarter but then got it together Mm. Um, look, we'll take the two wins. One thing I did notice is Jonah Bolden. I don't know why he's playing so sparingly. Because mm, he doesn't play him for many minutes, right? And he had really bad body language when he got benched, like, for the second time. He was like, we remember how he was pouting and he wasn't very happy at the Boomers camp many years ago and yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't playing enough and things like that. Uh, that just a little storyline to, to look at here because I noticed that, that on the bench. But I still think Coach Mahmood needs to play more. The guys started the season great, rebounding the ball beautifully, doing all the things that have been asked of him. But I think he just prefers to go with Jordy Hunter. Um, well, again, though, Woods, this goes back to our theory about coaches playing too many players, right? You know, you're playing 40-minute games. You're playing one, two games a week maximum. Why? You know, I saw Cotton play 38 minutes against Adelaide. Why are they playing, you know, 10 or 11 guys? And we saw they got a bit of, you know, success off the bench, didn't they? Um, Aliwatch came on and, and played well. But I think there's, you know, probably still a little bit too much Bruce, a little bit too much Glover, and those guys are potentially playing a bit much. Um, What's your thoughts on Jalen Adams this year? I feel like I always expect a little bit more from him as a former MVP. I always think if you didn't know he was a former league, MVP two years ago and you watch it, you'd be surprised if someone told you that's the thing it's something I always think about him. Um, you think he's, he's settled back in okay? Or? Yeah, he's in cruise control a little bit. You, you almost feel like if he wants to turn it on, he can at, 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 mm. at, the, 
a drop of a hat, right? I think I think we'll see him come to the fore. Even last year, a couple of seasons ago when he was MVP, he started off a bit slow, and towards the back end of the season, he really put the Jets on. So I'm yeah. not too concerned there about him. I'm not 100% convinced about this Kings team, right? Let's, it doesn't feel like the last two years when we were, you know, it felt like we were going to win the championship both years, you know? I'm just not getting that feeling this year. And I left the, the Kudos Bank Arena yesterday, although happy we won, just a bit unsatisfied with the way we played, you know? Mm. So, yeah. It's probably still a lot of new players on that team. Is it a new coach? You know, you've got three new imports coming in. You've got a next star guy. There is a lot of turnover in that team. It's, but, but saying that, what are we, seven or eight games into the season? So we're more than a quarter of into it. So maybe that should have worn off by now and they should know each other more. But look, they're still coming, what, third? Second? Second, second or third? Second, so Second. second. So yeah. it shows that you're a hard taskmaster these days when you're used to your team having success, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, you get like that, right? And, yeah. Um, Malouach, you mentioned him. Terrific, mm. man. What a find. And I've said it to you offline. The last three years, we've had this habit of just uncovering guys and, and really giving them a new lease on life. Yeah. And them finding a new career, whether it be Wani Swakala Bullock, then Kuat Noy, um, and then Malouach. This year, I'm really impressed with um, his development. And you're not surprised, obviously, watching him with uh, Darwin in the NBL 1, right? You no, know, it was definitely impressive. That Yeah, the Kings have got a, a, a great track record with some of these South Sudanese players, don't they? They've sort of had a, a number of them over the years and seem to get the, the best out of them. So it's good. And Cairns are probably the other team that we think of as well there. But no, it's, it's good to see someone from the NBL 1, you know, a couple of years ago coming in and, and playing so well. And a quick shout-out to Justin Schull. I mean, Brisbane are playing great basketball. Mm. They beat SEM, right? And then they went into Tasmania into a tough environment and basically were very close to winning the game. So I like the trajectory Brisbane is on. I had him, I think, at about maybe eighth or so. I think I had him as eighth and so did you, right? What about the young big guy as well? He's just putting up massive numbers, right? Aaron yeah. Harrison could be most improved player here if he continues. No, I mean, um, I mean Bannon. Bannon, oh, he's yeah. awesome. he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not a. I would say he's a, he's a three-four man, right? You know, yeah. he's a bit more versatile. Yeah, I saw the interview with Josh Bannon after that game against SCM. The kid's got a, you know, such a mature head on his shoulder. Yeah, he's way above. Seemed pretty humble too, didn't he? Yeah, he's like a really good kid, right? So, mm. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I see a bit of Brock Motum in him. I, I know a lot of people have said, yeah, the. Uh, the uh, the comparison with what's his what's his name um Nick K right I see like okay. Brock, Brock Modem maybe in it yeah seeing that yeah. left-handed him yeah 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 all right um let's uh let's bring up the the games for the week right I know I know it's a pretty small round isn't it compared to yeah, yeah I think so it's, it's, the, it's the single basically the single for yeah it is isn't singles, it right yeah that's right yeah um, what are your thoughts while you're putting these up of the Monday night game? Because I know it's something that we're probably... I was probably glad sometimes not to have that Monday night, but, um, I mean, I'm looking forward to tonight, obviously. But, yeah, geez, that is a small round, isn't it? Yeah. No, I mean, I really enjoy the Monday night game if it's played in the right area. You know, yeah, right, okay. Right market. Like, yeah. Putting it in Illawarra, like, five times in the last... Mm, they had a few, didn't they? No sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Today's a good opportunity because it's a public holiday tomorrow with the Melbourne Cup in Melbourne. Yeah. And, as you said, the crowd's going to be good. So let's get into it quickly, okay? Um... Quickly, tip for tonight, Perth versus Melbourne, Okay, before we get into the next round. Who you got? It's head versus heart, isn't it? I'm going to have to say Melbourne will win that. Um, hopefully I'm wrong. I'll say Melbourne will probably win by six or seven. Yeah, what about I, you? I want Perth to win so that, you know, Sydney can, you know, challenge for that top spot. So I'm, I'm mm. going to be right behind you boys today. All right. Sounds good. So the first game uh, is going to be a 9.30 game on Friday night, Perth versus New Zealand. Um, you'd like to think you could get that done at home, right? Well, it's strange, isn't it? Not having any Thursday games and not having an early Friday game. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. I mean, you know, it's a, a bit of travelling, isn't it, for Perth to, you know, do the road trip there and then they've got, a, you know, a short week and then playing that Friday night game. Um, obviously, New Zealand's going to do a pretty um, fair travel as well to get to Perth. But actually looking forward to that one. I mean, 
early call, I'm saying. Oh, actually, no, there's the, the Melbourne clash as well. But one of the games of the round. Um, but, yeah, I think um, Perth should get up in that one. Yeah, agree, agree. Cairns versus Illawarra. I mean, Cairns are going to have Patrick Miller back. Uh, Illawarra is mm. looking really, really shot at the moment. So I'm going to say Cairns. Taj McCall will be a little bit fitter. So I'll Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Cairns at home for that one, yeah. Yep, Adelaide, Tasmania. Adelaide at home. Yeah, I'll say Adelaide for that one. Uh, maybe a bit of an upset there, but I think Adelaide have got the, the firepower that they could win. I think, um, you know, maybe Wiley needs to get going a little bit in this one. But I've actually liked Trey Kell this year was. I was a little bit sceptical of the signing of him, but he's had some decent games, hasn't he? He's been great. And he's yeah. staying fit. Would you yeah. with Southeast Melbourne? No, that's true. I'm yeah. definitely going to go with Tasmania in that one. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to disagree with you there. And, yeah. Oh, what's the name of this clash again? Sorry. Hey, you're the one that answers these. I was going to ask you that. What's yeah. the name of this clash? I don't know. I've got no idea. Yeah. All right. So who you got in the throwdown, man? Oh, I've got to say United. I mean, look, until I see an L on that column there that's just filled with um, with green there. But look, two really informed teams, right? Um, looking forward to that one. So that's a Sunday, the 2 o'clock game. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a must-watch game, isn't it, this one? Um, I'll say Melbourne for that one. Yep, yep. Um, I'm going to be going to Kudos Bank Arena again for another Sunday game. Can you believe it? It's unbelievable, isn't it? Sunday games, man. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of other, other members talking to me and complaining about the same thing, man. So... Um, so what did those members give you, like a hero's welcome when you came back for your first game of the season, Woods, or what? Happy to see me. Everyone's <laughs> happy to see me. I mean, we've got our little group chat, right? So we, mm. we, we talk on it, and so they knew I was overseas, and um, I gave away my tickets to, to some of them to use in my absence. So, you know? Nice. Nice. But yeah, good, good, to, good, to, um, good to get back to the queue, and I think that'll be a really fun game to watch Sydney versus Brisbane. Yeah, for sure. Do you know if your boy Shannon Scott's any sign of coming back? I haven't heard much of the latest of him. He'll be back in round eight, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. He's got this week off and he'll be back yeah. after. Yeah? yeah, fair enough. All right. So I know we gave Classic Pack a bit of a, a break last week. Um, now, you know I had my birthday and then I nicked off to India for... for and, and oh, we know, we know. For a month. Yeah. Everyone knows that. So I opened up all my gifts, right, this weekend, which is really nice, hence why I'm wearing this. Um, so I'm going to actually open a pack of cards today that good friend of the show and, and uh, guest host, Mookie, gave me. And he nice. also wrote this card to me. So I just want to read this card and what Mookie wrote. Woody, happy birthday. It's a milestone for you. A mere one of many to come for you, I have no doubt. Whilst we've only known each other a relatively short time, I feel like I really know you. And we've established such a great bond. Kindred spirits. Keep on being an awesome dude, putting those positive vibes out to everyone, and keep on being a classic, like this pack. Much love, <laughs> What a legend. Yeah, shout out to you, Mooks. Very nice, Mookie. Does some of the kindest words, and I agree, man. It's not about the time, it's the bond we've created over such yeah. a period of time with the life. Such similar, you know, interests and, you know, ways that we are in life and everything. So, no, that's great. What's he got? He got NBA hoops as well, is it? 90. You know, I think you might know that the 90. Yeah. Before. I think we've opened more packs of these than any others on this show, but I love my NBA hoops 1990. Yeah. So. Nice. All right. Let's do it. You've been in bad form lately. So. I have not been in bad form. I take offence to that, Woods. Come on. <laughs> well, I only got like 13 out of 15 the last time we did it. Just because I got those um, Duke players wrong or the North Carolina players or whatever it was. I can't even remember now. The Duke players. Okay. Duke players. This, are this right. guy went to Villanova with Dwayne McLean. Okay. I'm pretty sure he did with, with Dwayne McLean. He's a Boston Celtics. Uh, Boston Celtics, six foot nine forward. Ed Pickney? Yep, Ed Pickney. So is that good enough for you? 
Yes, that is. Oh, these are actually the eighty-nine ninety. Ooh, eighty-nine. Oh, they are yeah, too. Yeah, they're the slightly old ones. These are nice. Great. Is this the David Robinson rookie yeah, year yeah, one? This is wow. I've got that. I've got that. Same here. I actually bought that at a card shop in San Francisco when I was a, a, a young young boy there. So yeah, I like the set. These are cool. Teammates with Dwayne McLean at Villanova. Right? Yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, the shot. This guy is mo most known for being in the vision of the mo one of the most famous shots in NBA history. Has he got okay. blonde hair and used to play for the Atlanta Hawks and Cavs yes. as well? Yes. Craig Elo, nice. Craig Elo. Nice. It's <laughs> an old school looking player if ever I've seen one. Great player. Um, played used to play golf with uh, Michael Jordan. Moved into. A Great role in the front office with the with various teams, including the Boston Celtics. Now he's with the Utah Jazz. Famous guard, um, most known for his time in Boston. Was he good at baseball as well? Yes, he was. Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. And Sacramento. Ooh, with the Kings as well, yeah. Wow. Okay, big white guy. Um, went to Roberts, Oral Roberts University from Boston. Um, selected by Orlando Magic in the 1989 expansion draft, six six foot eleven center, forward center. Uh, Mark Allery. Mark Akers. Oh, Akers. That's actually yeah, I got the name wrong. Yeah, okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, I'll give you that's, that's good. Nice. Okay. This guy would have dominated in any region. Uh, in, in 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 he's got in in, in he would have dominated in any um. Any time, era. right? Yeah. Any era, every mm. any era, right? He's had the most five-five games out of any player in NBA history, right? Okay. He's one of the greatest big men, if not the greatest big men of our generation. You know, it came the dream. Yeah, this is before he yeah. changed the name. So just oh, that's an okay. That's how you know how old it is. Yeah, what? A, that's a good card, that one. Yep. Yeah, he was great, wasn't he? Still mentoring some of the young big guys these days. People say he was the biggest bust in NBA history. But he did put together some decent seasons. If it wasn't for injuries and the fact that the, the great man was selected after him. Oh. Um, Sam Bowie. Yeah, Sam Bowie. Show me the back of those cards as well, would just to remind me. We've got a photo as well. Oh, yeah, you got the headshot. That's a nice shot. What, what, what's his size and weight list of Bowie? He's a big boy, wasn't he? Yeah, 7 foot 1, 240. Wow. Yeah, no wonder they, they always took the big players over guards in those days, didn't they? Hey, this is a 1989 NBA All-Star Game card. When you talk about the greatest centers of that era, you know, late 80s, early 90s, this guy often gets forgotten. We've opened up plenty of his, uh, we've, we've got plenty of his cards in other packs. Much uh, into the NASCAR stuff at the moment. We know who, you know who I'm talking about. Good old, well, I'm not going to say John Conkak, uh, but uh, yeah, definitely Brad Doherty. Brad Doherty. And he just gets slept on, man. If it wasn't for uh, Remember those All-Star cards? Yeah. Oh, I sure would have, yeah, absolutely. Okay, went to Utah, college Utah, um, signed as a free agent for the Boston Celtics in 89. Um, not Brian Shaw, but a similar name to Brian Shaw. Kelvin Upshaw. Kelvin Upshaw. Hey, am I going okay so far? Am I still out of form? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Okay, okay. <laughs> just having a go, just having a go. Okay, this guy has a very similar name to an undrafted Miami Heat guard who recently signed with the... Uh, LA Lakers, okay? He's a six. Jay player. Vincent? Jay Vincent, yes. Nice. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, my, my good clues are making you. I'm liking this as well because we haven't had this set on the show, have we? We've had the year after those um, silver sort of ones, but yeah, this is a great. Well done for Mookie sending these ones. Yep, thanks, Mookie. 
I'm not Marvin, but I am something else. Boston College, played for the New Jersey Nets. Six-foot guard. Ah, uh, John Bagley. John Bagley. The bag man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Okay, great forward. Um, could do a little bit of everything. This is a Seattle Supersonics card. Obviously had some great years with the Indiana Pacers as well. Uh, Derek McKee. Derek McKee. Yeah, I was a big fan of Derek McKee there. He was a good two-way player. Confidence, baby. Confidence. <laughs> Rolando. Shout out to Lee Ellison. I know Lee Ellison loves us pulling that one. Yeah. Good nice. Good, good clue, right? That is good. I like your clues, though. The greatest little man in NBA history, I think. Probably the little, little man, right? Maybe not the greatest, but the most... Heralded, like everyone knows this guy, even not in basketball circles. The shortest man to ever play in the NBA. Uh, Tyrone Bogues. Yeah. Oh, actually, it says Tyrone, not Muggsy as well. Yeah, it's a good one. Great in Space Jam as well. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not the greatest. <laughs> no, nah, but certainly well known. You're right. Had such heralded. a such a cult following, right? Yeah. Still does. Yeah. And we did see uh, a Bogues jersey at my party. Uh, we did indeed. Yeah. Mm. There was one. Yeah. Okay, my favorite center of that generation from Jamaica. Mr. Sweaty himself, the Pat Ewing. Sweat in the snow, <laughs> And look at those knee braces. Uh, and what a legend, man. We, we would probably rate him as the greatest point guard of all time. This guy? Um, John Stockton? Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Oh, that's a nice Magic card to pull. Johnson. So a Kane Lodge one and Magic in this pack. That's pretty and nice. Patrick, and, and Patrick Magic. Ewing. Yeah. We've got, we got uh, Mookie, you killed it. Right? Yeah. Magic Johnson, we got Patrick Ewing. Uh, Muggsy Bogues, Rolando Blackman, another all-star, Derek yeah. Lee, John Bagley, Jay Vincent, Kelvin Upshaw, a Brad Doherty NBA all-star car, Sam Bowie, just a, a very iconic mm -hmm. card, Hakeem Olajuwon, Mark Akers, Danny Ainge, Craig Elo, and Ed Pickney. So really nice pack. Really appreciate that. Do I get every one of those right? You can take whatever you want, man. No, did I get them all right in the, in the guesses? Uh, yeah, I think you got most of them right. You got Maybe one wrong. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a half mark, a half yeah. half score for that just, one there. I'm just playing with you, man. Just <laughs> with you. You're back in form. You're back in form. All right. Thanks, cool. Woods. Um, all right, man. Great show. Really enjoyed it. Um, it was fun. Why don't, you, why don't you just quickly go through the, all the particulars, where to find us, and all of that? Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, um, please make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube um, or if you listen to your podcast. We're available on all podcast channels. Um, Social media-wise, we can be followed on Twitter, slash X, um, Throwbacks Hoops, on Instagram, throwback.hoops, um, our email address, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, keep the questions coming, jersey suggestions, all those sort of things. Um, you know, we mentioned the Patreon each week. Um, you know, if you want to help us, um, you know, just pledge a couple of dollars a month to help us with the production and editing and all the expenses associated with maintaining the podcast. Um, we'd love if you could help us out with that. Um, and should say as well, before we go as well, we've got a really really big guest coming next week. I'm not going to give it away, right? But he's a he's a he's probably a, a extremely well-known NBL um coach slash player back in the day still still very people are very fond of this guy as well so yeah we're absolutely thrilled to be bringing on someone um this guy uh, next week i'm not going to say anymore i want to give yeah, it away uh, my dad is super excited you know not we must also say not just australian but a, a new south wales basketball yeah basketball, absolutely right? that's it that's it all right any final thoughts bro no, hopefully the Wildcats in about an hour and a half. I mean, by the time this will be up, it'll be tomorrow. Hopefully the Wildcats are putting in a decent effort tonight. But um, go to the Wildcats and um, go to the Hawks. And that's Atlanta Hawks, of course. Right. And um, obviously, uh, 
keep uh, send, as you said keep sending any questions and tell us what your thoughts are on the city jerseys we'd love to hear any any feedback you've got just just echoing what you said let us know how bad they are that's right yep yep um and yeah from robbie and me and the whole crew at throwback hoops um we'll do it all against do, do it all again next week much love peace out